0: But until that day, I never saw anyone so unafraid of death that they understood in their heart and belly a simple and perfect truth. There was no one alive stronger than they. Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow by Tom King, art by Bill Quest Evely. In the beginning there was nothing, then there were comic books, once you enter our world there is no escape, comic exposure begins in 3,2,1
1: Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh, and with me, in person, next to me, I can reach out and touch him,
0: is the one, the only... I say you, Superman, that... Oh wait, Travis Rat's here. Oh, that's right, that's right. I don't know the rest of the words that wraps um, song. <laughs> You have to crank that soldier boy. Crank that soldier boy and you, Travis Rats here. Yeah, 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 there we go.
1: Uh, welcome to Comic Exposure Podcast, where Travis and I dive deep into graphic novels or trades. Uh, you are on a comic book club episode for Superman Summer, coming to you live, live. together, in the flesh, pressing flesh together yeah. in the summer.
0: we'll do a high five for the audience. That, was a real.
1: that wasn't a fake one. No, this that was a fake a, one. That's a fake one. Yeah, this is a real one. That one was real. You
0: can just hear the love in that one. Now you can't. Uh, so, so
1: Travis and I are together, and we are talking about Superman Summer for this episode. Ah, yes. Uh, if you have not been listening to the podcast this summer, Travis and I are diving deep into a superhero that we haven't spent a ton of time with. I would say the most time I spent with Superman was when he died yes. in the 90s. That was Ain't my... Might be Superman. my
0: introduction to Superman the comics, too. I think so, say? like,
1: reading up to that point, because I remember reading kind of, well, I don't know if Doomsday was the first real Superman one I read probably, if I think Other about it. Other
0: than, like, the oddball, like, if you yeah. like, go to, like, a spinner rack and someone hands you Superman comic, you get yeah. a couple of those, but ultimately, like, the first run you probably yeah. read in comics of Superman. Was Death of Superman. Superman, death of Superman. And then Reign of Superman. Like, the rest of everyone yeah. else in the Yeah. Uh, in our
1: mind. age group, right? In our, like, bracket of people. Um, so we decided this summer, we always try to go, let's read something, let's, let's dive into something, and this year we decided to do Super Summer. One, because alliteration is really important it's, it's, for any branding. Exactly. Right? Uh, so Super Summer Superman Summer is where we're at But we decided we weren't just going to read Superman We're going to branch out a little bit So we wanted to read Superman Family yeah. So for this episode, we, Super titles. we are reading uh, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow,
0: which a- just happens to be written by one of our favorite comic book writers. That's right.
1: Tom King writing this. Bilquis Evely is the artist. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Matthias Lopez, the colorist. Clayton Cowles, the letterer, the ever-present Clayton Cowles on so many books where he's doing the lettering. And we are diving into this we both like Tom King I remember the first Tom King thing we read was Sheriff of Babylon, Sheriff of Babylon uh, or Baghdad I don't know which one they the final title for it oh I in the collection I can't remember if it was if it went to it was Babylon they changed it to Baghdad I don't remember but we read that, we have read his vision, we read some Batman, Batman. he's done uh, and so you know we've we've got, a, we've got an affinity for for mr. Tom King and so here we are. Reading his Supergirl, a modern one. It just came out this Oh, you year. know what,
0: Another connection we have, too, is we could say that we're reading characters who were all created by Jerry Siegel and
1: Joel Joe Schuster. Schuster. Joe Schuster.
0: Weird, wild stuff. Weird, wild. Uh,
1: so we're reading this, and this is 12 issues. This was a- This is a, this this a big read. I mean, Tom King does these sort of like maxi 12-issue series, right. right? Like, that's what he does. 12 issues. He tells his story- yeah, one which is a really interesting way to yeah. tell stories.
0: But at the same time, it's also just like it's cool. What do you what's your year look like? He probably has an independent project he's working on and then he probably has one or two like titles he's working yeah. for. So, so he's like, This is supergirl year and Mr. Miracle and I'm doing some weird thing on my own over
1: yeah, here. Yeah, I think he's I think during this he was probably doing most both Mr. He was probably doing Strange Adventures with and then also at the same time doing whatever one just finished the uh human target so i'm thinking he's doing all of them he's probably writing those three dc characters at the same time um at least probably marinating them so he's living in this dc world while he's doing this let's talk a little bit about supergirl travis before we dive into this story
0: what is Can I tell you my history of Supergirl? That's what I was Actually, asking I do you. do have a history of
1: Supergirl. What's your Supergirl history?
0: So uh, in the 80s, uh, VHS tapes, right? Yeah. And we got a VHS player. We, we didn't have very many movies, like three movies. And one of them was the 1980s Supergirl movie. How? It's just, I guess in the Philippines, it was very popular. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember watching this movie... Over and over again. Now, I haven't watched it since I was like six years old, seven years old. But I remember watching it over and over. That's again. why
1: I've never seen it.
0: And oh, really? No. Wow. Like I don't even know. If, like that's a good thing or a bad thing. Honestly, it's been so long <laughs> since I've seen it. Uh, I have found memories of it. But here is the other thing yeah. that uh, really. Are, so it was around the same age, like six or seven, where uh, my older sister made me watch Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay, Freddy Krueger. Oh,
1: she's is she in? Is she in? Is she the actress in that movie?
0: Oh, I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. What this, else is she this, in? Anyways, go oh, ahead. You know what they're both in? What? My dreams. Because the first dream I remember ever having, certainly my first pop culture dream, I was being chased through a volcano, like lava and stuff yeah. like that, by Freddy Krueger. Okay. And about to I'm about to Anakin it. I'm about to just get burnt up. Yeah. But you know who comes out of nowhere and saves me? Supergirl. Supergirl thing. Yeah, I remember that very vividly. Freddy Krueger's chasing me around, and Supergirl swoops in and, and takes me off. That's pretty fantastic. Yeah, it's pretty That's cool. That's a, like, yeah. a very like early... It's my fa- It's my er- earliest dream I can remember having was so Supergirl saving me.
1: My Supergirl would probably be just the piecemeal Supergirl that shows up in all of your... Justice League comics during that Batman
0: With like the one shots right? and stuff like that, where yeah. she would
1: show up in it, or you'd see her in it, and I'd find her in one. I didn't read a lot of Justice League as a kid. Um, I think my biggest exposure was probably all a funeral for a friend, right? The right. aftermath of of, Crisis of that. Or, um, I didn't even. I've never read Crisis. Yeah, I've I mean, never read any of those things, and so for me, my Supergirl in comic books was always where she'd show up in something. And I didn't read a lot of DC as a kid, so where she showed up. Was if was in that? I'm even trying to remember if she is in funeral for a friend.
0: I do remember going to comic book shops and seeing periodically every five or six years someone would try to re, reboot a Supergirl yeah. standalone title, uh, and sometimes it would get some traction, uh, but most of the time it felt like it just kind of faded in the background noise.
1: Yeah. So, so Tom King is known for taking. Properties, yeah, and kind of putting his spin on it, doing something different with it, kind of out of continuity, having fun with it, like the so,
0: equivalent of B movie prop, comic properties, and, right, and getting an A. It's like. Well, yeah, it's exactly. like getting Quentin Tarantino or like George, George Lucas brought, uh, George Lucas Spielberg brought back the old serials. Right. From back in the day and maybe yeah. Indiana Jones.
1: Right. Right. So he has this, this, this affinity of kind of doing things like that. And so Supergirl feels like his most, well, I guess he did Batman, right? Cause he did that run on Batman. That but was, that's
0: not bringing, that's, that's not putting a spotlight on anything that hasn't. Right. Yeah.
1: Um, but I feel like Supergirl feels like his most. A-list that's not Batman,
0: right? Like, it feels like, look, this isn't Vision. Yeah, it's not the human target. It's not human target.
1: It's not Mr. Miracle. It feels very... um, It it feels a little bit above that. And having read this just out the gate, it does not feel like his other forays into... It feels closer to his run on Batman than it does his run on... Vision, or has run with Mr. Miracle, or having read Strange Adventures and having read the first half of
0: Human Target, it doesn't feel like either of those. Well, I I could... But at the same time, I can see why Tom King would be attracted to this property, because like we're saying, we are... Uh, comic book audience in the 90s who've been reading comics on and off for the last 40 years or so of our lives, Uh, yet we still have these major Supergirl gaps, and I think a lot of people do, unless you're like, that's like your thing, like, I know all the Supergirls. Right, like, like
1: unless that was a thing you really
0: liked. So what a great opportunity for... Uh, uh, a character that has name recognition, but really has no solid identity to like that is the quintessential character. Right. Because right. what does every writer with ego want? They want to put the quintessential stamp on a character. Right.
1: They know? want to take Superman and give them their super like they want to give everybody their take it's, it's, on it's Superman, Superman for all seasons. Right. The they, you they, know, that, they want, that to, is a, they want that to do that. Um, or they want to give their portrayal of the Dark Knight, what makes their right. what makes exactly. their Batman tick. Yeah. Right. So what we get is his take on supergirl and and you know we'll try not to i we try to recap very quickly what some of these books are about essentially this is a a sci-fi romp yeah not romp really but it's essentially like a sci-fi um across the galaxy hunt for vengeance right supergirl has partnered with this uh, this this woman, whose father was killed by this kind of bad guy in space Krem, yeah Krem, who 's this sort of evil villainous um warlordy kind of yeah, guy right warlord yeah, yeah yeah so uh She and then something happens to her crypto gets hurt by this guy as well. Mm -hmm. So she joins forces with this woman to track down Krem and help this woman find vengeance,
0: right? They go on this long journey and they ultimately get their goal. But the important thing to know about that, too, is that this story is told from first person past tense of the woman who uh, of the young alien. Who is like, uh, it's not Marnie, but it's something like that. It, it looks like it could be pronounced like an English American name. but... And now i like, i uh, totally... Oh, it's yeah. Ray Ann. Yeah. Rayna or something like that. Yeah. Uh, anyways, this alien woman, it's being told, the story of Supergirl is being told through Like her. she's
1: writing her memoir exactly. of it later it, on. Exactly. And what's
0: exactly what it is? It is yeah. their memoir of their, their time together. Um, So, yeah, that's what it is. But I thought the interesting uh, part about this... Well, we'll talk about that. So here's what I want to say. So... uh, Ruthie. Ruthie. Yeah, Ruthie. Ruthie. We'll call her, like, Ruthie or Ruthie right now. So we actually had a a brief, like, five-minute conversation the day after I got off the plane because I read most, like, at least half of this on the plane right over here. And uh, I saw Josh the next day, and we were talking about it, and we said a couple of comments about it. But that was based on my... Uh, only reading the first half, I read the second half, and I think my opinion has changed. Okay, I think I think I I, I think I I we I think we were both enjoying the book, but maybe had some. Chris, I, I feel like I, I'm just saying this to you yeah. personally, Josh, yeah. because you're like, wait a minute, you said this like, oh, I read the other half like two days ago, and there are some things I think it's doing well.
1: Yeah, no, I think it's a good story. I I, I totally get. I feel so we we talked Let's earlier what I
0: you playing I don't know no. I mean we we talked
1: earlier <laughs> when we were thinking about doing this when we talked earlier in the Superman summer about the idea of like Superman can take these we think of Superman as this thing he's the boy scout right but you can tell the sci-fi story with him you can tell the sort of like boy scout story American with him hero, the American the hero story the like the, yeah. the, the sort of fish out of water yeah. story right what we're getting with this one is this lean in to the sci-fi world of Superman. And I think you get to do that with with Kara, with Supergirl, easier because she left Krypton older.
0: Yeah. Superman leaves as a baby. He doesn't have that sort of like... He's the immigrant story. Right. She is like... It's almost like she's got a work visa.
1: Right, right. (laughs) Like she left and she misses home because she remembers home. And so they lean into that a couple times through this. But what he does really well is he really leans into this sort of like... Sci-fi nature of it, and so I know that one of your favorite books is um Preacher, the mm-hmm. road story, right? right? This is a road trip, a road trip story, a road yeah. trip through space. Now we don't have as we don't have as large of a cast of characters. We really just get two characters on the road trip, which I think, if I'm going to be honest with you, it could probably use one more person to balance out this sort of like.
0: Um the horse could have been cooler earlier on Comet. They bring yeah, Comet or, at the end and then what we know about Comet is it ends up being not just a horse. Right. It would have been kind of cool if that was a part of it. Of course that would have affected the whole purpose right. of the road trip to begin Ran with.
1: <laughs> right, but like for me I I kind of like go we have two very different and not different personalities, but Ruthie's personality is different than um Supergirls, right? Um we get a pretty tough badass Supergirl in this. I love this Supergirl so much. She's
0: fantastic. So much. Um, I have have a crush on this Supergirl. Big time.
1: And fantastic art. We'll get into that later. But this Supergirl's great. It's this sort of sci-fi romp across the galaxy. Different aliens commuting on, like, alien planes. Like, for a guy who just, like, flew from Europe to America.
0: I'm reading this on there, and I'm like, I'm looking around. You're sitting next Uh, to that alien that keeps falling asleep on you? You're like, sir. <laughs> so
1: I I at first blush this doesn't feel very Tom King, but as you get I into agree. it, as you get into it, you're seeing like, oh, this is how he's subverting your expectations. Right. In the layers, this character. To it, yeah. This is the mystery, the layer, the undertone that you're getting. Um so you had mentioned it's it's this sort of narrative of Ruthie as she's telling the story of it. It feels like years later as she's recrowning. Right. Because she goes, like, I don't really remember this part. I wasn't there for this, but this is what was told to me. Right. And you hear her talk about those different
0: pieces throughout it. Um, and I think for me, I, we'll let's get some of the things yeah. that maybe were the strong way first, then we can kind of go show the yeah. stuff we loved. Is that one of the, that was one of the things in the first reading that I. I had a hard time with because the narration from Ruthie is very particular. She uses like, uh, it, it's great if you're teaching vocabulary to yeah. kids because it's really got like a high level of vocabulary, but there's a lot of narration. It's very stilted. It's very too Exactly. Yeah. It's very stilted and it contrasts with all like the, the energy and the color and the, yeah. this thing. Maybe that was the point, but I felt like, oh, the narrator isn't very likable. Like right. You don't like all your narrators, but you should like your narrator. Yeah. Otherwise, tell from a different person's perspective and it wasn't just through I think just through time like by the time I got to like issue number seven I was familiar enough with it that it didn't feel jarring and I was able it, it fell to background noise right after a certain amount of time But like the first four issues I was like this narrator is a little bit grading their their voice
1: And she's very and, and, and Ruthie's narration is very uh, It's very high level right right um and so she's And it feels very much like like the Conan narration. Yes, it feels like Conan narration, right? Like
0: Many moons ago on our planet, but with like higher uh, uh, vocabulary. Better vocabulary, right.
1: Yeah, so it does very much feel like that sort of writing. And I I would really like to hear an interview or a conversation with Tom King about this book. Because I'm curious, to me, although I can feel the Tom King in it after we've read it, it feels very different. From everything else he's done, I, the closest would probably be Batman. But even that's different what because you, he would, was
0: doing a long run of Batman. What would like in your head if you said like a, a Supergirl Tom King book? What would be something you would expect to kind of see in there? I, Not necessarily plot wise. I think but, what like, he does what really
1: he do. well is he. And I think Human Target is a different book. Is a book he's doing right now, and he's very much doing like a noir tale that yeah. one feels different than the other ones but the other books that he's done when you think about strange adventures and you think about what he did with vision and you think about what he did with miracle mr miracle was really like let's take these characters and let's put them in a really human situation and let's really explore yeah. kind of like how hard it is to live in this world and deal with these things or, or be quote-unquote normal right or put them in a very or put them in a very tragic. Place. So when you think about Mr. Miracle, it's about loss and suicide. When you think of vision, it's about family and not being able to have a alienation, real family yeah. and alienation. When you think about what he did with um, Strange Adventure, it's really about um, it's this look at sort of the media and war and war criminals. This isn't I don't know that there's an overarching Theme for this, what do you think? If you could nail this into a theme, or what is it trying to say or communicate? I don't know that I got it until the very end, right? We read Rorschach, and Rorschach is this weird exploration of comic book, and
0: right, right? yeah, yeah, so it, yeah, we didn't put that on the Tom King yeah. one. That was we read that this year, yeah. Um, oh, no, that was last year, last year, yeah. Um no, I, I think this is really interesting. No, as far as the theme, I guess what thing uh, was me was the character of Supergirl and just a take on that. And as our summer of super, after we talk about this, I want to talk about like what this tells us about Superman. But yeah. to answer your question, what's the theme of this? One of the things I found at the end was this. Uh, maybe because we're teachers, everything goes back to teaching. But the sense of a Supergirl as this mentor character, right? they like life experience. It's like this is like project-based learning
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes it's one large thing yeah. right
0: we we find it out at the end that that Supergirl uh, ha, ha, had on here so I think that's one of the themes is like leading by example yeah um, and not telling and I think there is this sense in some of these Superman books or these older like Golden Age Silver Age where it's like and that kids is why you don't do that yeah, and like yeah, yeah. I remember uh, In in a country like, remember citizens, and there's a sense of telling people. Yeah. Um, And Supergirl never tells anything to Ruthie. Like she shows and she listens, um, and she like um, and she struggles and she fails. Right. Um, And and at the end, Ruthie is like, oh. You've been, like, Mr. this whole time.
1: Right. And this is what I've learned. This is why you've done that. But then, again, the one thing I think Tom King does really well is he always, there's this sort of kind of twisty piece of it, right? Mm -hmm. So you get this change at the end, um, at the end about, you know, they're on this hunt for this guy the entire time. They find him. Ruthie goes, I'm not going to kill him. I'm not going to do it. And then Supergirl's like, I told you, I tried to teach you that murder wasn't the answer, but... That's not right. That's not yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. I got to kill this guy. And Ruthie's like, no, don't do it, right, and stops her from doing it. But ultimately, he's killed, right? Years later, or did that, or did that not happen? Well, see, because then look at the last
0: panel, and he's got his head up. Like, he, you know, look at that last panel. Okay. Now I gotta That's what you. I'm thinking, too.
1: <laughs> I feel like they, maybe
0: they just, like, they hit him. Because at first, I go, oh. And I'm like, okay, I'm okay with that. But then I looked at... At this, so we have. We look at the last panel here of this yeah. one hit in the head, right? Hand up, hand over the head, like you're covering yeah. like a bloody nose. And then it's like this. Like, I don't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like like I'm, maybe it's meant to be ambiguous like this. Yeah. Because so, the story says he's dead. But when I look at the art, the art set suggests it's more of like a comical hit.
1: Yeah. But it says like she's st- so at the end of it, it's she's like retelling the story of when he originally was killed, or when they originally were gonna kill him, and it's like she didn't elaborate and said she moved her sword swiftly through the air and stabbed down and through the chest of this him. This
0: is the story she tells the public, right? Which here she said, you know, like you had to tell that story so people he wouldn't they wouldn't hunt you. The rest right. of the brigade wouldn't hunt you. Yeah. Okay, so we're so saying he's thing.
1: like stuck
0: in the phantom zone. Yeah. This wonderful sort of like Superman. But we were worried prison. about the brigade coming right. after revenge. Right. So Supergirl took that by saying she killed him.
1: Right. In in reality, he's alive. And at the end, does Ruthie actually kill him?
0: No. You don't think I so? I don't think so. I don't I, know. It would negate every. It would it would negate the ca- whole character of Supergirl that we built up through this whole thing. If look at the posture of this. Right. And she off. just walks away and it's <laughs> fine.
1: Uh, but or is that? Supposed well, they to be walk great. in different
0: ways, though. They do yeah. walk
1: in different ways. So I don't know. But, and I think that's one thing that Tom King does really well, right? He tries, he gives you this sort of, like, what's your interpretation of it? So we were, like, reading Rorschach felt really like, oh, what do you think this means, right? What, yeah. do, you, what do you think all this is? I actually
0: is? like this being a more ambiguous ending. Yeah. Because so, I, could, I could read that, reread it over again, I might read it a different way.
1: Yeah. So I really, I really kind of, I will agree with you. At first, I was like, oh, I don't know. The first couple issues, I was like, well, it's an interesting way to do it. I like the road trip stuff. There's a lull
0: stuff. after, like, issue number four where right. they go to, like, that weird, like, uh, apartheid world. Right. Like red and greens.
1: The coolest part though, let's let's talk about some interesting pieces yeah, along the way. Set
0: pieces. Is the
1: planet where she's far away from a sun, where she starts losing her powers. Yes. And we talked about how this is annoying in Superman. How like the mondo what, ball, it was like a ball that put her there. Like what like what there. do we do to like how do we how do we make Superman human? We take his powers away. And we complained about that. I, I clearly yeah. complain about it earlier. I don't like when they do that. But I felt like they did it in a sci-fi way where, like, well, no, she's away from
0: a sun. Well, in fact, they, that's the, the whole – one of the exciting and like, the incidents. sunset is she, so long. The reason she's even off Earth is because it's her 21st birthday and she wants to go to a planet without a yellow sun right, so she, she can, can get, get drunk, drunk, which is fantastic. Which is hilarious. <laughs> right. And so, like, this idea of the sun being the battery of these super men, yeah. women, yeah, uh, is – I play in several issues in this book. Right. It, it reminds him like, oh, yeah, that, that whole sun thing is a real big deal to these supermen and women. Yeah. And so I think it's really interesting that, like, I complained about that in an earlier episode. But I really
1: like the way they did it where, like, it was just while well, the sun was out. Yeah. But when the sun comes up, she just has to hold out. Her will has to be long enough to outlast this
0: that so when the sun comes up, she can kick ass. And we need to talk about this because it's a great thing because it's super summer, so we gotta find a way yeah. to bring Superman here. So uh when she gets banished to this um uh green sun planet. Yeah. Uh, whatever it is So she has no powers And there's a bunch of monsters on there So it's just like hurting her to be on this planet She says yeah um, My cousin was here And he says it was the worst pain he ever felt in his life And then Ruthie asked Well how long was he here for He said I think he said 45 minutes And like well it's going to be at least 10 hours Before that sun goes down And at the end of their little arc She's like she makes it 10 hours She barely gets up yeah. and like Punches the shit out of this T Rex <laughs> right? and is like forty five minutes, you little. And then <laughs> we should talk about the Supergirl. Yes, yeah, Super Supergirl swears, swears The Supergirl a swears. Lot, It's great. I do. I,
1: I do like this. This play of like Supergirl being like flawed, flawed, well, in our, the way people. Right, or like, let's say that she's more. She's more human yes. than Clark is because we get this Boy Scout image of Superman. It's
0: interesting though. Like, the one that it was older when they left is actually maybe feels more human as a character sometimes than...
1: Well, because she... I think she had already had personality before she became Supergirl. right So you think of, like, Superman has always kind of had to hide who he is and not really be himself, but Supergirl got to be herself before she got these powers.
0: Right, right, right. right. So
1: Superman is always trying to be the perfect—like,
0: let's have a conversation. And Supergirl's dad isn't like uh, Martha and, like, Ken. He's kind of, like, a little bit, like, cold and distant, too. Yeah, yeah. So
1: I I think that there's a really interesting play at this, but the sort of travel across the world, personally, I think it could have used one more character to kind of— balance out Ruthie or I don't know I don't know because I you think of like good road trip stories it's usually not two people except planes trains and automobiles I guess you're right <laughs> or The Trip which is a great series of uh, comedies right? With, but that's usually two guys and they foil each other but I don't think Ruthie isn't the straight man or isn't a funny person so it's a weird sort of like combo between them right oh
0: well, it's like a Thelma and Louise it actually is kind of a little bit of Thelma and Louise honestly I guess so yeah. with the two dynamics of like the more yeah. experienced one and then like the, like the all shucks one I wonder what his pitch was I want to know what his pitch was for it's it it's this meets this yeah what is... and then I
1: don't know if, if writers actually
0: used that if to Thelma sell it. was, was, was um, Yeah, yeah. But
1: I do really, I did really kind of like, I agree with you. At first I was like, okay, this might be a slog. Cause the, the, Is this a black
0: label book? Mm,
1: I don't know. That's a good question. Because DC likes to call everything black label.
0: Yeah. No, I don't it's see it. It's really. not
1: on the cover. Good. But that doesn't mean it wasn't.
0: Promoted as point. one
1: um, But no it's not Because they blanked out The swearing If it yeah. weren't a black label The That's swearing true. would That's be true. in there um, So I really enjoyed it Let's, let's talk, um, uh, let's, talk let's, let's talk about, about Supergirl,
0: Supergirl. Yeah. Uh, So I actually Like we talked about this With uh, uh, Basketful of Heads Yeah We are like all right, I'm, I'm kind of crushing on the, the yeah, female yeah, protagonist yeah. here. Now, I did just tell you about, like, one of my earliest dreams. did have Supergirl in it. It was a earliest summary. And, then we and were, this and, is the and outfit. Let's and talk,
1: let's talk about a little earlier where we were talking about American <laughs> Gladiators. <laughs> uh, so Travis and I have been watching, we've both been watching the American Gladiator documentary on Netflix. And Travis told me that during this was during a time in his life where you're discovering what you appreciate about the yeah, fair, yeah. the other sex. Yeah, your ideas
0: or, of beauty are being right? uh, instilled with you with puberty. And,
1: and, and Travis fell hard for the those female American gladiators. So it very much makes sense to me yeah. that
0: this was covering a lot about myself. This today. would be
1: right up your alley today. And I don't want to say anything about you being a beta male, but
0: yeah, I, yeah, g- yeah. <laughs> I, I want to be, I want to be held by Supergirl held by as Supergirl. I, was, I was rescued in my dream. You want to be roofie. Yeah. You, you just want to, You want to like, be roofied by Supergirl. Be exactly. Roofied, oh, roofied, oh, sorry. Roofied. Oh, different thing. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um,
1: so I like, This Supergirl is a great portrayal. It was written really well. Her dialogue was great. The action was great. She felt like... Likeable and like capable, but vulnerable and flawed at the same time. And I think the good part about this premise and this concept and this story is that you've taken her away from Earth. And I think that's a really... That's something we don't... When I think of like... Marvel and DC. Marvel has this very big galactic outer spacey side. Mm-hmm. DC has the Green Lantern core.
0: Yeah, if this was Marvel, we'd go through like six galaxies that we heard of before in other stories.
1: Right. And maybe and, they have shown. And maybe they, they have. Maybe DC, this is like, maybe this like, is uh, you know, maybe this shows up in um Green Lantern, right? But this Green Lantern is your outer space guy. Mm-hmm. And this felt really kind of cool to kind of like spend time cosmically with a character and then take her away from all the stuff. Superman's not there. So she doesn't have to run into anybody who's like, you're not Superman,
0: oh, and what? But, but she does. They do yes. write this off at one point uh, uh, early on, like the second book. They're at like some space bar, and someone yeah. says, "You're Superman's so and so," and and then our narrator says, "And this is how this was handled." And just know, I'm not going to say how many times this happened. It's too many to recount. But most of them ended like this, and it was the guy <laughs> getting their butt whooped. Yeah,
1: um, it was a really. I really kind of enjoyed this sort of like romp in space where you've taken Supergirl away from Superman and Metropolis and the rest of the Justice League and the rest of the cast of characters in DC. And you let her just be a character on her own.
0: Right? Right. It's almost like when she left Earth, she left behind all the trappings of like, oh, I got to be this or present myself in this certain way and can just be herself again as this you because know, like,
1: out in the world in space there's all sorts of weird people with weird powers and weird physical things yeah. unlike earth where you have to like be super and be special and be, be a role love, model yeah be a role model and she gets to kind of just be a person with these powers kind of doing it um great portrayal let's talk art travis
0: oh it's one of my favorite things on this, this- it feels very french if it does. It, you're very good, like especially the way they do eyebrows, like the eyebrow hatchings and yeah. stuff like that. Very French. The co- who did the colors on this? Because the colors are freaking fantastic, like especially the, the 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 skin colors of Supergirls, like cheeks, like they'll do like the rosy cheeks yeah. or like the the sallow cheeks. Uh,
1: Matthias Lopez.
0: Yes. Okay. Yeah. It is very French. Even that picture there. Yeah. There. It feels very much like French. Which comics. is a couple of books this year yeah. we read have been well, very French. I
1: think. Like I. Um, indie. I think this is like the era of people in art right now are the people who grew up with access to more indie comics, more European comics than, you know, artists who that you and I grew up
0: House style, reading
1: yeah. who didn't have as easy access to that. Right. Um, there is some really good like the art, the coloring, the coloring is fantastic throughout. It's yes. it pops. It's like the sunsets are never. The same because you can really – it really feels like you're on different planets, Uh, especially the one with the green sun. You get this sort of different –
0: But there's this homage to like also like the rainbow bright 80s version of Supergirl as well.
1: And then you get some very sort of like Kirby-esque stuff. There's a spaceship early on that feels very Kirby-like the way her Supergirl spaceship is drawn. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, You get sort of all of these – bits
0: and pieces I and mean, that feels like a mr miracle kind yeah of, you know like, it, yeah. it
1: just is very the character designs are really interesting the, you get like a bevy of these different aliens but then it like i don't know it, it is the art is fantastic great
0: the art elevates the story
1: oh it does the the, the um and let's so look tom king is at a point right now where if he asks anybody to do art for him they're like yeah you're wait, what do you need me to do? Right. I'm going to do it. Right. Um, and he's going to find great artists because he does something out of the box and something different. Right. And so we get this whole sort of exploration of look at how Kirby that is. Look at, look at that. Right. So Travis and I are flipping through it on uh, your digital yeah, reader spaceship. page 153. It's sort of like her getting put into the spaceship uh, to go like her talking to her dad about going out into space in the pod so she can go protect Kell el Right. Um, and then. Like, the the robots and stuff, like, the machinery is very Kirby-like, the way it's drawn. Because I think of, like, some super fun stuff that I really enjoy. Um, I have an omnibus of Kirby's uh, fourth world when he came back to D.C. and he's writing all this stuff. And he writes Superman and he writes this stuff. And and it is very Kirby-esque, the way this stuff looks. Um, Man. It was, a, I, it was a really fun read. It was different than most of the other Tom King stuff I've read, um, but it felt highbrow, like Tom King feels highbrow.
0: Right, right, right. And there's also some really... Uh, Tom King, there's like inter- interesting narrative structures too. Like in the last issue, like we're hearing it third person and the person we're hearing it from wasn't in the actual biggest huge battle. Right. So we're seeing that, but at the same time, the real tension is coming from this character who's left alone with this choice. Yeah. Right? So it's intercut between that. And also, we... Josh and I, we're talking, we mentioned this before, we're talking, we're tired of talking about origin stories. Right. Like, I just don't, we just, if you're going to do it, you got to find a creative way to do it. Well, we don't hear the origin story of Supergirl until, like, <laughs> issue, not, like, eight. <laughs>
1: Nine or something. A- and
0: late. and it's, it's intercut with, like, this chase scene. So it's not like we have to get, like, a whole issue. Right. It's like, okay, we have this big action moment where the... History of Supergirl is mostly told In narration bubbles with a few Flashbacks right. and I'm just like Yes this is No one likes exposition you gotta find Creative ways to do it thank you Tom King For <laughs> sparing us the You know eight pages Of like flashback panels yeah. all in a Row that take us away from the main story
1: um, it, I, He's I mean There's a reason why he's one of my favorite modern Comic book writers right like he Tells a story in an interesting way He his stories are never, the ending is never clear when you're in it. You're not really sure where he's going with it. But I trust him enough that no matter what he puts out, I will read
0: it. He's thought about it. Like, yeah. he, he has, he, whether he has a plan or not, he has a passion. Like, I don't want to say passion's right because it feels like he's not taking projects unless he has a full plan for him. Not I, every detail worked out, but like a vision for it.
1: I think he's at the point where he goes, Hey DC, I want to do this. Yeah. And they go, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause he's I think he realized I mean whatever you want to say about his run on Batman, some of it was good, some of it wasn't great. I, I enjoyed lots of it and other parts I didn't. I think he realized that he's not an ongoing series guy. Yeah. Like that's not his thing. Mm-hmm. He tells a really good story. For six or twelve issues He Like the ongoing Soap opera He I don't think he does that He's a run He does a He does a Here's my story He's a sprinter Here's my middle My Like here's my beginning My middle and my end I wanted to tell this story I had this thing to do Don't ask me to do it For Forty issues Mm-hmm. Cause then I have to string four different things together. Like I feel like he has something he wants to say, and he finds a character that goes. He has with to it. put
0: filler into it. Like he goes, I want, right. I, I want to get from here and take him there. But like I have this for who knows how long. I right. guess I got to put stuff in between. And
1: then what happened to him on 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 uh, Batman is he couldn't finish it.
0: They didn't let him finish it. They're like, hey, bud. Sales dropped. We're gonna take yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna yeah. take
1: it away, and then you get to finish your Batman Catwoman story in a DC Black Label book.
0: Right. Because yeah, Right. Part of that same right. story. Right. And yeah. so
1: it's just this weird sort of thing where, like, man, had he just told his story in twelve issues of a Batman, Catwoman, which he could have, yeah, and it would have been, it probably would have been. Phenoma- it probably would have been one of those Batman stories where you're like, oh, this here, oh, I, I want more. I want more Go like, read come this. Come back. And this th- thing And is when you
0: came back to it again in like another four years and did a different run, everyone yeah. would just been like, oh, yeah, give it j- it to j- me. Just give me those six yeah. or 12 issues. Because I would read another Supergirl by him, honestly. Like, yeah. Honestly, by the time I finished it, I was like, I really like this. So I want to end this with, with – yeah. it's super summer. So we're talking about Superman and the super family. What did you take <laughs> away from this as far as like – remember, we're, we're kind of – Yeah. We're trying to – I think – we said, "Oh, I know. I read comics. I know about Superman. And I think this summer is about like kind of trying to like put substance to the right. Who is Superman? Yeah.
1: What does it mean to be a yeah. Superman? Like, can we
0: sit at a table with super fans and yeah. talk supermans?"
1: Um, for me, what I got about out of this, out of the idea of Superman, if we're going to yeah. talk about Supergirl as a vehicle for that, is this idea that. Um, you can do a great, it is ripe for science fiction. We talked about that early on that, like, hey, Superman's an alien. We should lean into that. And some of his, brainiac, alien, right? You get some of these alien villains for him. It oftentimes ends up being like someone else from Krypton shows up and he, like, Zod and all of those things. Um, there was a more modern run where it was someone else from Krypton showed up, right? They'd been, uh, they ended up, they were on a mission somewhere else when it collapsed and they finally got to him, right? But I think what this did is it let us take the idea of Superman, that power set, that thing, and go have fun with it outside of America. And when you do that, the thing that that gets me boring about Superman sometimes is like, well, he's going to – and nothing on Earth is – Capable of stopping Superman. Right. This let you take Supergirl, who has all the powers of Superman, all of that strength and everything, and put her in a place where you have no idea what the world, what right. the galaxy they beyond. You just throw in magic randomly. Yeah, what does like the that, yeah. universe beyond Earth look like? Anything could be utterly challenging to her. Because you don't know. Right. Right. Um, and so I thought that was a really interesting way to do it. Now, I don't know if you could do that long-term with Superman because Superman's about Metropolis. That's another main character in Superman. Or just taking
0: him off Earth and be like, hey, your son's not here, so you're vulnerable now. Yeah. You know? And I'm sure that's been done. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But
1: he's Superman. So he's. I think what this has told me is that Superman is so closely tied to Metropolis that this is a story you, you can't tell with Superman. You have to tell with Supergirl.
0: Right. I makes sense, too. I like the sci-fi aspect of it. I, I wish, because I don't know a lot of runs that do. I mean, I know there are Superman runs that do that. Like, he's in space and he's on a space yeah. journey or maybe, like, a, a whole series where he's kind of more in space, like Hulk in space, from like yeah. that, Planet Hulk. Uh, for me, one of the things I, I liked about it is one of the issues I have with Superman is like, oh, like, the Cyclops character. Like, how interesting can a character be when they're wholly good? Yeah, when, and they're, I think when
1: they're that Boy Scout, they, yeah.
0: Tom King, Ted Lasso, Supergirl. yeah. Like, it was the idea of, like, oh, I'll swear and, like, I'll do some kind of crucial